Guys, I, uh, this is kind of unusual, but <clears throat> since we have an expert on the show, I have some breaking Lego news. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Adam is, our, is that what you're our Lego correspondent. How's it going? I just read, read this yesterday. Controversial news. Andy Samberg apologizes for helping write the Everything is Awesome song from the Lego movie. Why is he apologizing? He said... He had too much fun and made it too goofy. I don't see why that's a problem. What do we toys think of this? Children. Mm-hmm. That also grown men enjoy. And they were looking... Well, the, old, the older crowd was looking for a serious take on Legos, and they thought that song ruined the movie. It's what I hear. I haven't seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's in the Mega Bloks movie. Oh. That's where the dark, edgy stuff happens. Did yeah. you see the Mega Bloks movie? There's a Mega Bloks movie? Yeah, there's a Mega Bloks movie. Dylan, mm-hmm. you've probably seen it, because Mega Bloks has the Halo line. Huh? I have not. Is there? Are there Halo Mega Blocks? There are Halo Mega Blocks. <laughs> oh, it's, it's canon. I got to see fact, it. Wait, the fact you don't know that there's uh, Halo. Well, 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 okay. I know that there are Halo because I, I had a whole bunch of them. Okay, good. In the movie. There's not a Mega Blocks movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> there is a Playmobil movie. No, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, there's okay. the Playmobil movie, which is dog shit. It had like the, one of the lowest box office openings ever, I think. Yeah, it is. It made like $2,000 opening weekend. Sadly. <clears throat> so there isn't a Megablocks movie? No. Not yet. Um, I feel like I'm being jerked around here. Is it? Are they making one then? I, don't, I, don't, I played Megablocks a lot as a kid. I don't know. You make one. I was okay, also yeah. a Megablocks well, kid. Well, wait. I got to figure out. Megablocks were like the, just the chunky Legos? No, those were Duplo. Okay, I was a Duplo kid. Never That's the Lego <laughs> expert here. Those were Duplo. Duplo no. were for the little kids. Yeah, yeah. Mega Bloks were just like the off-brand Legos yeah. that like wouldn't like always like click together oh. as uh, as good as uh, as regular Legos. Nowhere near as satisfying yeah. like, to work with. I think I had like a I I must have had a different type of off-brand Lego that was between like the smaller size Lego and the Duplo. It was just like hard plastic, and they hurt to get like thrown at. <laughs> Which was my main experience so, with them. So you played you played them with them by throwing them at each other. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, building structures and throwing that at each other. <laughs> Through the Eiffel Tower at that. Yeah, guy. yeah. You ever been to, to Legoland, Adam? No. Oh, Legoland's great. Yeah. At Mall of America. No, uh, yeah, I've never been. I wish. Oh, it's I, amazing. I went to like the Lego store in Chicago. I think. Yeah. No, I feel like it's too exhausting. I. I I couldn't do deal with it. There's too much. I just think it's sweet to see like the life size Lego built you know, like the little like a big dragon, but it's as big as you. Made out of Legos. No, I'd be worried I was gonna break everything in the store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Oh oh boy, I'm, I'm so very... klutzy. Uh. Just low angle shots and oh, oh. <laughs> you step in a bucket made out of Legos and you start sliding <laughs> you slip on a banana peel made of Legos. Ride down the dragon, break it down the way. Well it all starts with you're walking around barefoot and you step on a single Lego. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you start hopping around. I gotta take my shoes yeah. off to go into the Lego store. <laughs> Won't feel right if I don't. It's a requirement. <laughs> I gotta get a Lego Polo. You guys yeah. seen those? A what? I had a, fr- a friend as a kid who had a Lego Polo, like a shirt. Made, made out, out of Lego? Uh, no, not really. It was oh, just like okay. a red shirt with the, lo- the Lego logo on it. Oh, God. That would chafe so much. It'd be very cool, though. Yeah. Hey, uh, I, you know, I had something about Halo, actually, now that now that you guys brought it up. You guys think the like, the needles that go in the needler, I think those could, you could eat those? Yeah. Are they like... Like rock candy or something? Uh, yes, actually, because like, uh, when you shoot a whole like clip of that to somebody, it explodes. Um, that's kind of like a. It's basically like pop rocks. Wait, the gun explodes? No, no. Oh. Like if you shoot like a, a whole clip of needles into somebody, then the needles explode. Oh, okay. Onto them, um, and it's basically like pop rocks. I always thought of it more as like. Uh it's so much sugar in one clip that it's like a diabetic shock kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. I heard the Arbiter ate so many needle crystals and then Coca-Cola that he blew up and died. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's the uh, secret ending to Halo 3 that, that you only get when you beat the game on uh, on Legendary. And and, uh, after the credits. diabetic mode. You can only use the needler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Flood are actually the zombies of people killed by the needler. <laughs> Oh my god, insulin shots, but it's just a needle you stick in. 
Yeah, I don't know. They just look so tasty. They do look really good. Mm-hmm. They do look like they'd be kind of like a berry flavor. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a bubble gum? They're purple flavored. I said Great. they taste good, not bubble gum. What are you talking about? Bubble gum is kind of a bullshit flavor when you find it in candy, like the dum-dums. The pink oh, one. Oh, yeah. It's the worst thing. You ever been to the dentist and they're like cleaning your teeth and you're like, all right, what flavor of polish do you want? We have bubble gum and nothing else. <laughs> oh, I'll, yeah. I'd, I'll take my business elsewhere. Thank yeah, you. yeah. I can't be bothered with the flavor ones. We got bubble gum and mentholated mint. and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Marlboro's. Yeah. A, yeah. Oh, sh- yeah, the red's bubblegum flavor. <laughs> oh, shit. We got in the Bernie Bots line. Uh, we got earwax, grass, uh, earthworm flavor. That's it. Mm, I'm, ch- I'm enchanted by earthworm flavor. <laughs> <laughs> grass earthworm? is just lettuce. Like, that's fine. Not that bad. Yeah. Earthworm? Yeah. Yeah, they seem like Like a literal earthworm? Yeah. They just yeah. taste like gummy worms. It's less sweet, right? Yeah. Yo, did you ever hear about the time... When we were camping out in Maine, um, we did tell the story on the show mm-hmm. before. Did we? Yeah, where you okay. ate a nightcrawler. Oh yeah, okay. That's not an earthworm though. That's a worm of the earth. That's true. You're right. It's in the family, I guess. Yeah, if you were to put that like crystal stuff that the sour gummy worms have, I feel like it would just taste identical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just sprinkle a little sugar on it. Yeah. yeah, that'd be so. We gotta do that. You gotta do it again, but yeah. you gotta but take well, it to Flavor Town. Well, it's springtime out. Let's uh, let's, let's go digging, boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do a video special. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you gotta get the, like the the spicy sauce for like California rolls on it. Yeah. Tempura. Wait, what? <laughs> like sour sugar and the spicy sauce? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no. The two condiments. I mean, it's. I mean, you're already eating a worm. Why not go AKA crazy? AKA yum it? yum sauce. Ketchup. Mm-hmm. Ketchup. Well, Russian dressing actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have it swim in some Russian dressing for a day. What's the difference between Russian dressing and Thousand Island? Uh, oh, it's like the relish in the Thousand Island, I think. Is what I've heard before. Wait, is that what Thousand Island... It's like ketchup and mayonnaise? That's what Russian With is, like right? like relish, right? Yeah, but Russian dressing doesn't have the relish, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I think, I think David's right, I think. Mm. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yum. Yes. I could fuck with some thousand island right now mm-hmm. just squirt that shit uses lube yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thousand island is good why is it called that why the fuck is it called that where are thousands <laughs> of islands that use that sauce that's what i like every island in the world uses it <laughs> <laughs> all the they can't get enough <laughs> special thing we'd like to give shout out to every island that uses the sauce mm-hmm. you got antigua aruba barbados <laughs> The Philippines. Don't get David started on the islands of Kokomo, the world. Oruba, Bahama, come on, pretty mama, thousand island sauce. Maybe it was like a game of telephone where they just like had a recipe and they passed it to each island, and by that time it got to the last one. That's what I we think came they get up the with. ingredients from uh, from a thousand different islands. Yeah, the relish. Thousand Island Confederation. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't get that anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. From the Thousand Island Confederation. Yeah. The th- 10,000 Island dressing has been in development for many years. It's going to be about... Just, they have to find more islands for it. <laughs> They're up to 9,800. The Earth is going to be like a decimated wasteland by the time it's finished. Mm-hmm. But yeah, aliens are going to show up finally to discover the remnants of humanity and that's going to be their main takeaway is that we invented the 10,000 island dressing there's just going to be a newman's own bottle (laughs) it's like uh the pyramids except it's an enormous newman's bottle. they're going to bring the newman's island to other planets but mix up who newman is so it's going to have jerry seinfeld's newman (laughs) on the bottle (laughs) (laughs) and like a beekeeper's outfit or he's no he's dressed up with like a lay around his neck (laughs) i love the newman's bottles I'm trying to think of a cool outfit we could put Paul Newman in. What? A cool Paul Newman. You ever look at the Newman's bottles? He's like always mm-hmm. dressed like a beekeeper, or like sometimes he's dressed like ancient Greek stuff. Yeah. The Caesar salad. He's like a ancient Roman. Maybe he's dressed in a John Cena outfit. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. Huh. It's kind of weird. John Cena has been dressed dressing the same since 2006, and his fashion then was just what people wore in 2006. He's, he's a trendsetter. Just, he is, I guess. But. Mm-hmm. 13 years still wearing cargo shorts and you know i i really want to get get into wearing more cargo pants the pants i wear for work kind of like cargo pants ish 
like I got some extra pockets on the thighs. They're great. I love them. People people always mock them because it was like I don't know you wore them and you were stupid or something. But you know how convenient it is to just have every single thing you've ever needed in one place at one time. Yeah, yeah that's true. And that place being your pants. Yes. Mm-hmm. The only problem is if you if you have a waistband that's too small, like too big, and you forget a belt, your pants are just falling off every day. Yeah. Nonstop. That's why you gotta uh, tone them, get like a massive ass to keep your pants from falling down, <laughs> like John Cena. Yeah, it's true. He does have quite the dumper, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's like the whole fashion inspiration for Magic Mike. Really, that's how they all dress. John Cena, jorts, mm-hmm. like sideways baseball cap, but it's flat brim. Oh yeah, six armbands mm-hmm. between both arms. Bright what? purple shirt. Handcuffs. Handcuffs gold spinner belt they can only do the worm because they can't use their arms he's Jeez. john cena not scotty too hotty <laughs> <laughs> only i know who that is hey, that's the yeah, point. That's true. <laughs> i had to assume he is he did a move called the worm he would do the worm i don't think that was an offensive move though i think it was like an offensive move i think it was just him doing the worm right no it would end it was kind of like a people's elbow he would end with like he would hit them at the very end oh okay which given that the people's elbow is also a completely worthless move where all it is is an elbow drop, a very <laughs> soft elbow drop. Yeah, it's pretty lame. He sells the hell out of it, though. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about wrestling, I'm going to get my wrestling note out of the way really quick. <laughs> Apologies I a, to everybody. <laughs> I caught a clip recently, recently, um, a rec- bleh, it was a recent clip mm-hmm. of R-Truth the wrestler ta- doing a promo about how John Cena was his childhood hero. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind... Our truth, I looked it up, is eight years older than John Cena. Yeah, our truth was. <laughs> started wrestling, I think, in like 2000. Yeah, John Cena wasn't even wrestling yet. <laughs> he was already in WWF. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. They just assume we're not going to look that look into that, or just be too dumb to remember that he was in WWF before John Cena. Yeah, he was hanging out with Road Dog. Yeah, John Cena, I think, started after Road Dog retired. Like what? Oh God! Well, the road dog never retired. I guess if you if you look at it like acting, you know, it's like Tobey Maguire being twelve years older than Kristen Dunst in Spider Man, you know. But they're supposed oh, to be really? the same I didn't age. Know that. Oh, I hate that fact. Yeah. I just thought they were both he's really 12 old. Twelve years older. Yeah, he's at least ten, I think. Wow, he's playing like a college student. He's got that a high schooler thing. in the first one. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, he I did. Gotta reevaluate. He some is things. kind of forever young. <clears throat> Andrew Garfield's 77 years old. <laughs> That's why they got him out of there. He's... Yeah, they're like, okay, have this old guy. Yeah, this I actually guy. just watched that one last night. I'd never seen it. The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, it's not good. No, it wasn't very good. I was kind of disappointed. Because I like the dude who plays the lizard guy. Um, yeah, because the lizard a... looks like shit in that movie. Harry Potter and Notting Hill. He just plays like a good freaky guy, but I don't know. Yeah, he does look really shitty. Like, I feel like they're like, okay, what's popular with superheroes right now? The Joker, baby. Let's make the lizard, but make him like the Joker. <laughs> um, I feel like his look, like his face looks like too much like Jack Nicholson's Joker. Like he's got best. those like big, like that big long mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm actually looking to get uh, plastic, plastic surgery to have uh, Jack Nicholson Joker mouth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, the other thing I was disappointed about was that... Um, the director is the same guy who did 500 Days of Summer. Oh, yeah, I did know about it. Mark Webb. So every girl in the movie has bangs <laughs> for some reason. He's an auteur. <laughs> Aunt May has bangs. Gwen Stacy has bangs. Half the girls in the internship program Jameson. have bangs. J. Jonah Jameson has bangs. <laughs> well, bangs. <laughs> well, they have to ha- have that guy. Mark Webb. Yeah. Spider-Man. He is the Spider-Man. Web man. It's true, yeah. I, I did that did cross my mind. It's like did they just pick a guy who had the most spidery name? <laughs> well, yeah, that's why John Arachnid is doing the current stuff. <laughs> What's another example of that? Someone who has a name that's just like too perfect for what they do. There is one on my head, I just can't. Me Alexis too. Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, Tim Beard and ZZ Top. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. 
The quintessential uh, dad rock fun fact. Oh, yeah. Glenn Danzig. Yeah. Just so happens to be in Danzig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's kind of weird. You know what's a really fun fact about uh, Glenn Danzig is he wrote Mother while living with his parents. <laughs> uh, he lived with his parents since Al Danzig came out, that Danzig formed. Wait, he actually did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is a, a thing I saw once, uh, I forget where, um, about how Danzig um, would, like, try to, like, bring, like, women back to to his place. Or what was it where, like, there's some girl... Um, Fuck, I forget who, who it was, but Danzig stole this dude's girlfriend. Um, I forget who the dude was. It was the guy from uh, that band, um, Northside Kings. That's why he punched him out that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was like, Danzig stole this dude's girlfriend and, like, took her back to, to his place. And then she realized that, that he lived in his mom's basement and, like, he started showing her, like, his collection, of, his collection of comic books and action figures and uh yeah the girl realized she made a terrible mistake and uh begged to to come back to the man he's like no you fuck glenn nansing like she ran off with him like when he was on tour in town i forget who this guy was like maybe he's a comedian or something but i remember hearing this story that's crazy glenn danzig's just a huge nerd just, yeah, I've, I've never related more to Glenn Danzig in my entire life. I think I heard a, a story that he was like trading Sam Hain records, pre pre Danzig the band, uh, for like rare Japanese like Gundams. <laughs> <laughs> they're collectible. This <laughs> my collectible Gundams. Yeah. Mom, they're not dolls. They're collectibles. Mother. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> My subscription to electronic gaming is <laughs> coming in any day, any day. Mother. Whoa, mother. <laughs> Don't you touch my Nintendo power. <laughs> uh, Tell your children not to open their box. It's oh, made, made it's no dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's going up on my mantle tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have a proper Goku tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> figure collecting was something I was into for like two months, and I'm glad I stopped. Oh, father! You didn't go down that day. No, day. I don't want to play catch. <laughs> I want to play with my toys. <laughs> yeah, he secretly plays with them. <laughs> He's like, can't be caught doing this. If I get caught doing this, it's going to prove the stigma. These are just toys for kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're trying to keep it a, a good secret amongst figure collectors that, yeah, when we're alone, we just play with the toys. Yeah, I like to think that's the whole reason people keep them in the boxes. Yeah. Is it's like the temptation to play with them <laughs> is too big. So they're like, no, we got to keep this. No one can know. It has to stay sealed. <laughs> they try to transition into statues. Mm-hmm. Like little busts of like Superman's, like, well, I can't play with this, but then they try and they yeah. fuck it up, they break it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just one, just one Kryptonian punch. Fuck. <laughs> if I glue this, they're gonna know. I'm just gonna throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I never understood the point of that collecting those. Take them out. Let them breathe. It's more fun that way. You can pose them. I think I was 12 trying to like it had been sometimes since I'd play with my toys and I tried to and I was like yeah I just feel not I just feel not good doing this I'm getting rid of these yeah well, how old were you guys when you stopped playing with your toys uh 25 25 so never mm-hmm. Hmm. Dylan yeah probably around 12 but then once when I was probably like 14 I was like you know what let's try this one more time and it was nice. Yeah. And I put it to rest with a, with a sense of closure. Buried them in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> I think playing with toys just evolves over time to where, you know, you like act out fights in your head, but eventually you just get really satisfied by posing stuff and like setting stuff up and just leaving it like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my Joker over there. Yeah, that's a good pose he's in right now. I don't know if you can see him behind that Super Empire Strikes Back box at him but he's sitting up on top of the vhs player it's kind of like an uncut gems vibe i can imagine and you know what what i'm imagining is pretty nice the joker baby 
He's got hands that are permanently in a motorcycle pose, and his waistcoat ass never stops <laughs> being there. That was always disturbing about like the superhero toys. Was like you'd expect a cloth cape, but it would always be like that hard plastic. Yeah, <laughs> made it really hard to play. Like I had a Superman one, no, a Batman one with a cape draped over the shoulders, and good luck getting his arms up without permanently stretching the cape. Where they can't, their like arms and legs are in a permanent rictus where they mm-hmm. they're not bendable. <laughs> no, that's a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that's twisted, just like the Joker. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. That's uh, some variation of face down, ass up, but <laughs> face up, ass down. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I had a bunch of those uh, those neato where it's uh, what, I don't know what they're called, where it's like the hard head but the soft body. But I had a, a couple that I had one that was like earnest. Uh, but my dumbass neighbor down the street like was spinning him around by his arm and so Ernest went flying off and this kid was just holding his broken arm so I have a one-armed Ernest style that like you can pull the string and I think he just says you know what I mean Vern Vern I'm going up into space <laughs> <laughs> big child's throwing me around <laughs> yeah uh, that kid sucked honey I shrug Ernest what? honey I shrug <laughs> oh, Ernest yeah. that's yeah. like the movie yeah I think other good situations for Ernest. I think they did them all. Yeah, all? there's quite a few. Yeah, Ernest makes a deal with the mob. That's probably a subplot mm. for some of them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Ernest Tokyo Drift. Mm. No. I mean. Yeah. How has there not been like a Jim Varney reboot? Like uh, his son takes takes over the mantle. I mean, we we know he's dead, but. You know, he had to leave on some kind of legacy. Yeah, he's really a thing of the past. People Ernest. don't talk about Ernest anymore. Ernest legacy. Mm-hmm. That could be the I don't think one. I've ever seen an Ernest movie. I don't think I have either. They They're good? very good. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're an entity unto themselves. They there's nothing nothing about them is interesting or fun. It's just the same plot over and over. <laughs> Ernest says the same things over and over. Yeah, it's like it's like what you would expect from the American version of Mr. Bean. Oh, kind of yeah. Except he talks. Yeah, and isn't funny. Yeah, let's yeah. see Mr. Bean do that. Yeah, do a little bit of talking. I also had a Pee Wee Herman uh, where you pull the string and he he says stuff. I think he would just do the. I know you are, but what am I? Or um, he would do the laugh. And it wouldn't stop for one hour. <laughs> do you guys ever have toys like that that said something, but they never stopped saying it after a while because it got so fucked up? <laughs> I, don't know. I had a Furby once that I'm pretty sure was possessed. Really? Like I was like six, and it was when Furbies were in. Mm. And it was like the middle of the night, and it just started making these horrible mechanical noises. <laughs> so yeah, I, I sit in my bed, and all I hear is like, rrr, 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 rrr. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> and since it moves, it like fell out of my closet on oh, the floor no. and started making worse noises. <laughs> and like, I'm going through some trauma at the moment. And I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? So I think I just hit it, and it stopped. And I was like, it's dead. Good. <laughs> Took it out to the trash yeah. in the middle of the night. I had a similar story. Um, I had like a valentine's toy like a stuff like it was like a devil with like a guitar sick yeah <laughs> happy <laughs> was, valentine's day uh, and it sang uh feeling hot 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 me soul on fire that song uh-huh. uh and eventually it like the quality of the sound like at first it sounded crystal clear but then eventually it starts like me soul on fire feeling hot 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 <laughs> and it would just do it randomly and it eventually ended up tucked under my bed like amongst a bunch of other bullshit, mm-hmm. and it would just go off in the middle of the night. I'd hear like, <laughs> soul on fire, feeling hot, hot, hot." It's not stop. <laughs> that was actually the devil coming through. That was, the, that that was, was his way into our world. Yeah, yeah. That's what I don't like about the way Toy Story portrays the toys as being like wanting to help the the owner, like the kid who owns them. Like most toys, just like don't have a mind of their own, and they're kind of doomed to just like suffer until they get, um, you know, thrown in a garbage can. Well, that's kind of like what what Sid's toys are. Yeah, I think that he should have been the main character of Toy Story. Yeah, I, guess, his, I guess is what I'm saying. His toys were so cool. It would have been more relatable. I don't know why they try to demonize Sid for being creative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the baby head spider thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, I like. There was one. I think it was a baby doll with a pterodactyl head, or the oh, guy yeah. permanently strapped to the skateboard. The one with the, just the fishing rod for like a head too. Oh, yeah, like, with legs. These are all cool things. Mm-hmm. I thought he was the coolest character when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah, Sid Bradley grew up to be like, a, you know, like a poet or a, some sort of creative mm-hmm. person, and Andy grew up to be like a Republican uh, representative or something like that. Andy probably made fun of Sid. Probably. No, Sid actually grew up to just be the trash man in Toy Story Three. Oh, that's <laughs> you right. See, you it, see a yeah character with the same vest and stuff. Yeah, which. Thank you, Disney. I didn't like that one. I kind of liked Toy Story 4, though. I didn't, Toy see, it. I didn't see it before. I think Toy Story 2 is the coolest one. Because it has, uh, I don't remember, I think it's Zerg. Yeah. yeah. That guy oh, was sweet. Zerg is, Zerg is the coolest. I wanted that toy so bad as a kid. Oh, yeah, I had one. The coolest oh, part was that his, his fingers were poseable. They were? Yeah. That yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah, I think I still have that one. Like, like my mom has it uh, put up somewhere. I think I'm going to get one of those, and I'm going to get back into playing with toys with the yeah. Zerg action figure. You're an adult. You can afford whatever you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Zerg for Halloween, too. <laughs> David, you can go to Target, go down the toy aisle. Nothing's stopping you from getting any toy you want. I'm going to do that. Think about that. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, like when you're a kid, like maybe you can only get one, or you're at like the mercy of your parents. Get whatever you want now. Yeah. That's too much pressure. I, yeah, when they said one, I was like, well, I want two so I can make them fight. I, I can't do that with one. And none of the other toys at home are cool enough to fight this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah none of the toys at home have the balls to fight, <laughs> to fight this, uh, this Zerg. <laughs> and we get a John Cena action figure and a Zerg action figure. And they're going to have at it. What then, a tag team. Mm-hmm. Well, opponents. No. Oh, you're no. right. The Zerg's turning face, and he's joining John Cena, and they're taking Stretching on. over the corner, like... Yeah. What was it? Did he have, like, a gun hand? Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, he shot the big yellow balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My God, Zerg's got the balls. <laughs> he's going ball wild. <laughs> Someone's climbing out of the cage, and he just shoots them with the fucking ball, and they fall down. Oh, the humanity. Yeah. My God. <laughs> Jim Ross is one of the best announcers, and... Anything really? He fucking sucks now. Does he? Yeah, he works for AEW, and uh, he just constantly like is racist and sexually oh, harasses the women. Oh my he god! He was like, he was like, uh, there's a Japanese wrestler that came out. And he was like, oh, I wonder if she knows how to make Oriental food. And it's like, uh, I, Jim, please. <laughs> and it's like you can forgive him because he's like a 70 year old man from Oklahoma. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, please, Jim. Was that the gym I knew from WWF? I don't feel like he ever said anything like that. Is this this the same man? Yeah. He said he's had a couple of. Oh God! It's AEW Pudo Rasu. Yeah, I swear to God, I hate AEW (laughs) Purasu. He says he hates. He, he say that he's like, I fucking hate this job. So, so, (laughs) so, like, you get the impression he says that it's the best place he's ever worked, and. You can kind of see why, because they just let him do whatever they want. Oh, he's untethered now. Yeah, but he probably really hates the style of wrestling that's being done, because it is new stuff. A lot of dudes do flips. A lot of guys are... are it is a lot of Japanese-influenced stuff, so it's like... Eh. Hmm. If he enjoys it, he doesn't enjoy it that much. I think he just likes hanging out with like Jake the Snake and Arn Anderson, who are also there. Oh, are they announcers? Jake is a... No, the other announcers are Tony Schiavone. And, oh, I don't uh, think I like that guy. He's better. He's better than he was. Oh, wait, Mike Tanay is the one I don't like. Right! Oh. In WCW, he was fine, but in TNA, he's yeah. the most annoying fucking <laughs> voice TNA I've ever heard. He just was not great. Wait, there's a wrestling promotion called TNA? Yeah, yeah it stands it's for an Total ass- Nonstop Action. No. No, that's what they want Fuck you to think. Yeah. It stands for It's an Ass <laughs> well, Professional That's actually what it was, because uh, the guy that came up with it, uh, Vince Russo, was like, this'll get asses in seats if we call it tits and ass wrestling. <laughs> oh, and like get... the first episode there were like strippers and stuff on stage <laughs> and like girls in cages. And it's like someone just went, and yeah, we're not doing this anymore. Vince Russo is easily the ugliest man on earth. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'll like... kick your ass and I'll kick everybody else's ass With here. Dave Arquette? Yeah. His buddy David Arquette. David Arquette's great. There's a whole documentary about him 
Uh, right, the John. actor? Yeah. yeah, he was world champion. He was WCW, WCW world oh, champion. For I love David Arquette. He is pretty cool. You should watch the... He did a documentary all about him trying to get back into wrestling, and it's more about like his personal life. It's pretty oh, cool. Okay. He like goes to Mexico and watches and like tries to learn... Lucha Libre and stuff like that and while they're driving they get to a stoplight and there's just a impromptu Lucha Libre match in the middle of the street oh hell yeah and then as the light turns green they start going around asking for money after they do this great wrestling match oh, for free that's, that's awesome I would fork over some money yeah. for that I know it's the best I'm gonna start doing that <laughs> <laughs> just, just bust out into a professional wrestling match in like the middle of like like yeah. telegraph and eureka or just do stunts like by myself like throw myself through four tables <laughs> like set myself on fire running around money please <laughs> just like putting a cheese grater over my head breaking light tubes yeah eating light tubes your- <laughs> just throw yourself out into somebody's hood of the car while they're moving say buddy please what you doing Jim Ross was by god the humanity <laughs> You throw people off the ladders onto the tops of people's cars. Oh, like, yeah. That's how I'm getting home today. Uh, the Lucha Libre thing, that reminds me of Spider-Man again, because the Amazing Spider-Man, the way he, like, decides to use, like, that mask is because he drops through, the like, a ceiling. And he lands in, like, an abandoned Lucha Libre, like, arena, which I guess is, like, a callback to the first like the same Raimi Spider-Man where he does like the, the wrestling thing mm-hmm. but he just like gets up and looks at the wall and there's like a big red mask and I he's like oh, I guess that'll do so then he goes home and you know makes a red mask and then gives it bangs mm-hmm. like, yeah. ready. spider bangs <laughs> oh I'm imagining Macho Man now with bangs <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah that's a good look that but balding me. still like he's still got the bald spot but then he's got the bangs he's pulling it all down to the front. There's a wrestler in WCW. I think his name was like Arachno, and he was like mm. a purple and yellow Spider Man. And Marvel was like, You can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll let Rey Mysterio come out dressed as Spider Man once per paper. You can't have fucking Arachno, the purple and yellow Spider Man. Copywriting wrestling is pretty awesome. Just like stealing shit, like Sting is just a crow. Yeah, yeah. Or, Raven is also just kind of the crow. Yeah, yeah. Vampiro is also sort of the crow. <laughs> <laughs> they should have a, like a triple threat match. <laughs> crow v. Crow v. Crow v. Only one can the be the commentators crow. just get mixed up. Like, I think that, no, that's the other one. Uh, oh, they don't even know their names. They're just like <laughs> the other one. Of course, Shockmaster is just wearing a Stormtrooper helmet. That's yeah. the jewel to... Well, did you did you ever hear uh, DDP's theme in WCW, which is just um, a Nirvana song, just with a slightly different riff? I can't try to remember what it is, but it literally you just hear it and you're like, wait, this is they got it was Come As You Are, I think. They're like they just got Come As You Are for this, and then <laughs> the, in the middle of it, like the opening riff, you just hear DDP, and it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it is not. Yeah, um, yeah, that's. Or like uh, when all the East, because all the, in ECW they just used like real music, like uh, come out and play and Enter Sandman and walk and, and walk yeah. and like man the box and shit. So when all those wrestlers came to WWE, like everyone knew them for those songs, but like they had to change into be like, it's kind of like man the box. <laughs> yeah, Sandman <laughs> comes out and he's in the middle of the crowd and it's just like, yeah, completely off. Yeah, they had to justify it like the same way. That, like Vanilla Ice justified uh, uh, the the ripoff of Under Pressure. Yeah. No, our song goes do 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 do. Their song goes do 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 do. Yeah, yeah, that's the you Vanilla Ice. That officially called the Vanilla Ice defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was I think about this frequently because I I'm I have no life, but I try and think of what my wrestling theme would be when I walked out, and mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. it's. It's not easy. I used to fantasize about that when I watched baseball. Like, if I were a pitcher, what would be my walk-on music? Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's uh let's hash that out. What, what what have you decided would be yours? Entrance music. I never have. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, I would just steal Stone Cold Steve Too Austin's. Hard a choice. Of like, yeah, of like wrestling teams. I mean, Search and Destroy is the best one because it's just Search and Destroy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a good one to come out to. But. 
I don't want to come out to like some ass metal yeah. that like everyone <laughs> does because that's not me. I uh, Enter Sandman's kind of a cool mm-hmm. entrance song, but only in context of like if someone's entering something. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, it's just kind of it's all right. I'd probably just go with whatever the number one song in the top forty is at the moment. <laughs> Hangar walk, eighteen. Walk out to like a Dua Lipa song. <laughs> little, known, little known fact: uh, Hangar eighteen by Megadeth is somehow at top forty right now. <laughs> Still. <laughs> Yeah. It's been like 30 years. The number one yeah, song in the country. It's a dope song. You guys <laughs> know that, uh, Dylan, you might be interested in this. Bob Mould of Husker Du and Sugar Fame uh, used to write for WCW. No. Yeah, what? He used to write. In like the late 90s when they, they cleared a bunch of people out, they had to hire somebody. And one of the guys that was signed up was Bob Mould. And he fucking sucked at it. Oh, him. my God. He was terrible. He wrote, like, scenarios and stuff? Yeah, like yeah. the storylines that were going on. Wow. Dan, I hate to break this. Deep. Wrestling's fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No wonder I hate uh, it. <laughs> yeah, he's just watching, like, this just doesn't seem real to me. There's something artificial about all oh, this. Okay, I actually like it now. Yeah, uh, yeah Bob Mould, uh, Rick Rubin. Found oh my God. Rick Rubin funded Smoky Mountain Wrestling all on his own. He was like the only person that founded it. Billy Corgan, of course, now owns the NWA sure, and tried yeah. to buy TNA. I wrote down all the Wait, cool... Wait, the NWA? Yeah. <laughs> the, the National Wrestling Association. He tried to buy the rights to all their music. No. That would be a great cover is the the... Straight out of Compton, but then there's Billy Corgan. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just Billy Corgan, like, looking down yeah. at his NWA. <laughs> He's wearing, like, a big stupid coat. Oh, that's awesome. Um, uh, yeah. NWA. Wait. Featuring Billy Corgan. Did Rick Rubin also write for WCW? Or? No, no he, okay, just, just... He, just, he just funded uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I thought you were going to say they had a crazy writing staff that was like Bob Mould, Rick Rubin, Henry Rollins, <laughs> uh, Ian McKay. Paul Westerberg. Paul Westerberg. <laughs> uh, uh, Morrissey. <laughs> he, like, he got a little... Uh, he really wrote some depressed Sting plot yeah. lines where Sting was like, his opponent Sting coming down from the rafters. Cut to the rafters. Sting's just like... <laughs> There was a there was Daniel Bryan did have a vegan angle a couple of years ago oh, nice. where he his he the championship belt was made out of hemp awesome and uh mm. and it, like he would go around all the different stadiums and you know how stadiums have like horrifying burgers where it's like this burger has seven cheeseburgers uh eight chicken nuggets and <laughs> half a child in it <laughs> and like Daniel Bryan would be like this is the most disgusting piece of shit I've ever seen in my entire life and he'd like buy one and just throw it on the floor <laughs> nice um. I feel like Morrissey could have written that. That would have been fun. Yeah. Yeah, there was one uh, music festival where Morrissey, like, refused to come perform until they stopped cooking meat on the premises. Mm-hmm. That was good. I actually got some Morrissey news here. As the Morrissey correspondent and senior film critic, uh, <laughs> he, uh, I have to report that he liked the the newest uh, Smith's adjacent movie. He oh, said, he yeah, Shoplifters of the World. He said, I laughed, I cried, I ate my own head. And I gotta say, uh, the movie wasn't that bad either. It was better than the Morrissey biopic. I don't remember if I talked about Shoplifters of the World yet on the show. No, I haven't I heard don't of think it. You have. I've heard you as, talk about As the one person that's listened to every episode, I don't believe you have. Okay, cool. It's good to have our, our uh, un- unofficial archivist on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Historian. <laughs> to help us remember, help us stop from telling the same story for a third time. Uh no yeah so the premise of the movie it's pretty much the same as Airheads where um well, there's like so there's like a heavy metal DJ played by Joe Manganiello or Mangan whatever the guy's name is the guy from True Blood and um he's in some other stuff the Pee Wee Herman movie that was on Netflix I don't know a big buff guy but he's like a DJ doing like a metal hour in 1987 and uh some like stupid sensey boy who works at a record store who's like a huge Smiths fan is pissed that. The Smiths broke up on that day. And so he goes in like goes in with a gun and like throws a suitcase full of Smiths records at him and he's like, Okay, you're not playing metal, you're playing the Smiths in honor of the Smiths breaking up. And so that's half the story. And the other half is a bunch of teenagers who are also sad about the Smiths breaking up, just like having a night on the town before their friend goes to join the military. And uh it's there's really no more to the movie than that. That's all that happens. That sounds kinda entertaining. 
I mean, uh, the 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 nice thing about it is that there's like 20 Smith songs in it. It's really like not a very interesting or a unique movie. It kind of sucks most of the time. Yeah, it sounds kind of like one of those like indie movies from like around like 2010 where like nothing really happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you just kind of just kind of follow somebody who's just kind of like having a shitty day and like that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of over the whole genre though of movie that's just like a guy who loves band and the whole plot of the movie is centered around band kind of like Blinded by the Light or the Beatles movie that came out a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. yesterday. Yesterday. I haven't seen that yet, but I, I kind of want to for the laughs. You know, it'd be a, oh, you know, it'd be a good one though. Is a guy who loves a certain band, and then the singer of the band gets canceled for being like a piece of shit, mm-hmm. and he's just like a guy going on a tirade defending. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like the ending of the movie, the lesson he learns is he can't identify through bands any like that band. He has to be his own man. No, the lesson that he learns is double down on all the <laughs> yeah. shit. <he's> <laughs> yeah, that's the better <laughs> ending, actually. It'll be about yeah. They can make a movie about me like Jesse that. Lacey is innocent. Brand <laughs> new is the best band. <laughs> Booyah. He's got to say booyah a lot, too. <laughs> He's cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> cyborg was brand new. Cyborg. He wanted to get Dejan Tendu, like, like, uh, like lasered onto his uh, the astronaut. He wanted to actually be put in the astronaut suit. Yeah. Yeah, no, there will be a movie like that about me one day, about my love of Morrissey and how I refuse to, uh, you know, leave him in the dust like everyone else. But I went to prison. It's going to for- suck. In, in 2030, you go to prison for re- refusing to to completely denounce Morrissey. Yeah, I wind up joining the English Defense League by accident somehow. Your house is seized and they pull out, they're just like carrying crates of Morrissey records out. Yeah, I just think everyone's like a big Smiths fan. I don't evidence. understand the, the like racial angle to the, the EDF. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the EDF? Uh, it's like the newest, um, uh, like na- like kind of like the National Front, but for England. Oh, yeah, Dan, you're kind of looking like you just stepped out of like your RAF like uh, training class. Yeah. You're all tan. Why? <laughs> what, what does that, that mean? That the sweatsuit you were talking about getting? Like Royal Air Force. Yeah. Hey, you're dressed like a sop with camel. You are. <laughs> That's a plane. It's not a racial slur. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all British planes just sound like vaguely like slurs. <laughs> There's a real hawker hurricane over there. There's Spitfire. <laughs> oh, that's a- I hate the British. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, no, that's oh. a, that's a cold take. Yeah, that's a real, that's a real. And the British can't swear like we we can. Mm-mm. I'm gonna say all their cuss words sound like stuff that like kids say instead of cuss words like. Oh, oi, bloody. Bloody, yeah, like that shit. Or, Bloody uh, hell. Or I mean, they do swear, but it just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't put the same value on saying fuck as we do. You could have no. an elementary school class learning all the swear words alphabetically. Yeah. yeah, that's the best part about living in a like very comparatively conservative country to, to the rest of the world. Is like in Australia, they just go around like, "Oi, good day," cunt. Mm-hmm. and like here, like. If you say in public, like you're gonna you're gonna catch some eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're ultimately a cool guy. Yeah, I feel like I should have like introduced that word into my uh, my my day to day use earlier because I feel like I would have ended most arguments and stuff by just being like, "Shut up!" Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a 14 year old me just whipping that out. It's like, Suck damn. Like- yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like when I learned the word titties in like in like fourth grade, and um. I just casually said around my mom once, and she was like, "Daniel, I, I don't say that word. That's not nice." I had a moment like that when I was. Mom, weird. how come your titties are so fat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I shouldn't have said that. I have this weird memory from Daniel. Us. Please. <laughs> oh yeah, I just had this other memory where I called my grandma fat. Oh jeez. I don't know why I did it. Like <laughs> I, all the kids were lining up to give her a hug, and I'm like, "You're fat." It's <laughs> oh, <laughs> just no. like, and I got thinking, it was like. That's a very mean thing to say, dude. I, I think there was one time I told my grandma she's got a fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> but because, like, me and my grandpa, 
that live in Michigan. Uh, it was actually pretty mean uh, in hindsight, but we would always just like give my grandma shit. But like, it was all in good fun, and we were, we were joking around. <laughs> Your guys is good fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but then like, and then my grandma would would give him shit, and they just like, but it, it was all like like in fun and like jokes and stuff. And then I went to go visit my grandparents. Uh, out in like butt fuck nowhere wisconsin that are super conservative and, re- and religious and like i i tried joking with my grandma out there like that and she was like oh. <laughs> she was just heartbroken i'm like oh yeah it's weird when you're a kid and you're you don't really understand like changes in social situations like from group to group so you're just like you're hanging out with like other kids and saying poop and stuff and then you do that in front of like some relatives you don't know that well and they think you're disgusting Mm-hmm. Still, I still am trying to figure that out. My grandpa's so cool. Your grandpa does sound cool. He's a fly guy. He's a zoot suit revival kind of guy. <laughs> you get him on the show. I, yeah, and I should get a, my grandpa a nice zoot suit. The big ass hat. Mm-hmm. With the even bigger feather. Just like when he was a young lad. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think he was young, old enough for the zoot suit era. Oh. Well, he was old enough for the zoot suit revival, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was a cherry popping dad. Yeah, he was going. I remember when I was a baby. The first time I saw my grandpa, he was in like a hot red zoot suit. <laughs> oh, so lately, like my grandpa, uh, this has been over the past few years. Um, like since he's retired and just has like all this money and time now, he's been trying to live out like some like childhood fantasies of like being a cowboy. Nice. Uh, like a few years ago, he got a duster. Uh, He's got a bunch of cowboy hats. Um, Snap button shirts? Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, uh, he wears a bolo tie everywhere now. He literally got a lasso. <laughs> nice. That's so cool. Has <laughs> he utilized it at all, well, or is it just around? Well, it just kind of keeps it around. Awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. I like Cowboy aesthetic is one of the coolest aesthetics ever, and mm-hmm. I hate that we live here where if you were to walk out in a, as a cowboy, you would deservedly get the shit kicked out of you. Yeah. Have you seen Hell or High Water? No, I haven't. There's some cool modern-day cowboy aesthetic in that movie. Yeah. The movie's sick. Chris Pine's so cool in that movie. I like Chris Pine. Yeah. It, like, I want spurs. Uh, like, there's no spurs, unfortunately. I want spurs. Yeah, I'm going to put put some spurs in the back of, like, my Red Wing boots oh, that yeah. I wear for work. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get them on the back of my Doc Martens. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put them on the back. I can't wait for concerts to, to bust out the Spurs. <laughs> bust out the Spurs, fucking kicking people in the pit with you. Yeah, doing Spurs. like that two-step shit. Yeah, <laughs> I have a feeling that like I was thinking about this when pits start again, everyone is going to be the most exhausted. Like the first pit is going to be so vigorous, and everyone's going to be so out of shape. It's just going to be a disaster. Yeah, it's just like oh lord, <laughs> oh god. As everyone's a year older, has lost practice, and is out of shape. So the first pit is going to be intense for like a minute, and then everyone's going to collapse and die. It'll everyone's be- yeah, going to be doubled over <laughs> panting. <laughs> what band do you think it'll be? What was that? What band do you think it'll be? Uh, Metallica. Um, trapped. Trap. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's already been. Yeah. Uh, they never been, stopped. Yeah, they've been. The trapped army is is the most physically fit of the fans. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Honestly, like, say what you will, but they're probably all just, like, jack chads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Trapped is probably going to be the first band to convert into a militia. Who are these guys in suits walking into that building? Oh, those are... Um, uh, Mormons? Mormons, yeah. I was living in my apartment on the east side, um, and there's these Mormons... Uh, that lived um, two floors above me, and I get stuck in the elevator with them every once in a while. I think you already told this story. Did I? I don't know. Archi- head archivist doesn't remember the Mormon story yet. I-, I-, I think I've told you about it before, personally. I don't think I've ever told about uh, talked about it on the podcast. Maybe I, maybe I cut it from the episode for some reason. <laughs> Dan was, it was like, oh. <laughs> I think we kept interrupting you or something, but uh, uh, unlike we're doing right now, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a bad story, so I'll tell it again. Uh, okay. My internal uh, well. computer is trying to cross match uh, Mormon and Eastside apartment, and there are no matches. So uh, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, I I always get stuck with them in the elevator, which kind of sucked because like they'd have their bikes with them because uh, they lived on like the eighth floor of the the apartment. What kind of bikes were they? Harley's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fixed gear Harley um, with the sidecar. Yeah. <laughs> but. 
but no, like they just like ride their bikes around Detroit, um, spreading the word, spreading the word, and spreading cheeks. <laughs> yeah, and um, but they always look so fucking happy, uh, like they're always fucking smiling. And so I asked them once. I was like, "Yo, you guys always look happy. Like, what's the deal with this religion? Like, they like do they make you smile all the time. Like, do you have to smile all the time to be a Mormon?" They're like, oh, "Somebody, somebody is inquiring." Um, uh, so they immediately gave me a Book of Mormon, uh, um, pulled like pulled one right out of their pocket, and um, they're like, um, "Yeah," they told me a little bit about it, and uh, like, "Hey, are you free to meet up sometime?" I was like. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. So I, I met with these guys uh, twice, and then they invited me to go to church with them. And I almost did, just because I was like, I wonder what Mormon church is like. But I didn't want to go too far into that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't want to learn about the Nephites and the uh, uh, Moroni? Um, uh, like, I was about to start wearing their underwear. Like the ones they were wearing at the time? Huh? No, no, the Mormon underwear. A special Mac Mormon Weldon. underwear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there, is there underwear moisture wicking? It's uh, boner wicking. Oh, man, they got oh, those right. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like wicker underwear, like the chairs? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like virgin underwear, right? Like it's supposed to like keep you Yeah. Like keep you, your sinful dick inside your pants. Yeah. It's, keep your mm, dick flaccid. Yeah. Yeah. It's like compression underwear. It has a chastity belt built into yeah. it. It takes 15 minutes to get this goddamn underwear on. Um, but but yeah, um, they gave me a Book of Mormon. Do I? Got it. Got it right here. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Oh, right yeah. right oh, next yeah. to the Holy Bible. Where it belongs. Yeah. <laughs> the true word. <laughs> the new The Bible should be four testaments, personally. The old, the new, the Quran, and the blue. <laughs> <laughs> did I? Do we ever tell the story? Just real quick. When we were in Royal Oak, it was me, you, and Brian, and we were walking across the street. And a, a no, cross, I don't think so. Yeah, I like this one. Yeah, across from us, uh, walking towards us, are um, they were probably younger than us. They were like uh, Orthodox Jewish young men, and they stop us. We like stop in the middle of the road, and we're like, they're like, excuse me, are you guys Jewish? And then we just said no, and we just kept walking. But the second we got to the other side of the street, was like, we really should have said yes. See yeah. where that went. What, <laughs> what happened? They just beat the fuck out of you? Be like, did we? I feel like we did some like investigating about what that could have been about. And I think it was like they wanted us to join them oh, to go so somewhere. Uh, yeah. It's like some sort of rite of passage. Yeah. Or you meet strangers who are also Jewish. Yeah. Should it would have been really fun until they found out we were actually not at all Jewish. Like, I, we would have mentioned, like, yeah, it's like the time in mass. I, I mean, uh, synagogue. Yeah. So my dick's not circumcised. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's like, now it's time for the showing of the penis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I was watching... Uh, have you guys seen the, those TikToks where... Uh, it's that like Jewish dad harassing his extremely yes. Jewish son. Yeah, that video is awesome. I, <laughs> I've only seen one of them. Yeah, I want to find more. Where he's like, "What do you have to say for yourself on uh, Shabbat, on Shabbat night?" night. <laughs> and he's like, "Dad, this is harassment. You need to leave me alone." <laughs> he looks like a, like a fifty year old man, but he's yeah. like in a kid's body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kid's awesome. Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a weird like role reversal where the dad is like a 14-year-old boy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we can end this one. Bye.